Oramai. Good morning. This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. Celebration is definitely at the heart of our programme today. We celebrate the return of a TT friend and catch up on his news, and we celebrate Her Majesty the Queen's Platinum Jubilee with words and two pieces of music. Her Majesty has spoken openly of the strength she draws from her own Christian faith and how the life of Jesus Christ has taught her to respect people of other faiths and none. With this in mind, the opening hymn at her Platinum Jubilee service of thanksgiving in St Paul's Cathedral on Friday seems particularly appropriate. Let's listen again to it now. Christ is made the sure foundation. Christ is head and cornerstone, chosen of the Lord and precious, binding all the church in one.
Christ is made the sure foundation and that recording was by the Huddersfield Choral Society. It was at the TT Festival in 2019 that I first met Andy Haynes. He's an experienced sidecar passenger and races regularly around the UK. In fact, he's competing in Anglesey at this very moment. This year, Andy was back, but only for a short visit, just to race in the pre-TT, for reasons that you'll hear him explain in a few moments. But before he left the island, we met up at the grandstand for a chat. Andy's Christian belief is very visible, with a cross on his leathers, the reference to a Bible verse on his shirt, and the very fact that he's happy to be known as the racing preacher. So I wondered how many conversations stem from his very obvious Christian witness. Quite a lot, to be honest. Sometimes they can start with, it's unfair if you pray to try and win. And, and I always sort of quit back, well, only if you believe it works then. And that usually gets it, no, 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 I didn't quite mean it like that. But yes, there's a lot of sort of banter and Mickey taking with it. But equally as well, there's a lot of respect in that too, that people see that I take the same risks. I'm often, certainly on the classic bikes, right at the front, lap record pace, so they can see that, you know, yes, I have that faith, but equally as well, I have the same joys and frustrations and take the same risks as, as everybody else. Indeed, yeah, and let's just talk about your professional presence here, because normally you would be competing in the TT and you're a sidecar passenger, that's your strength in the TT. A little different for you this year, and you've been doing the pre-TT in the South, but, but actually going home now. Yes, yes. So um, I came over to do the pre-TT primarily, which has been good fun. Um, and certainly I've just spent some time with friends in the paddock. And I always knew um, for a couple of years that I wouldn't be competing in 2022 because my son's doing his GCSEs. So I just want to go and spend time with him. So it's quite a different experience being around the TT paddock and not competing. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it in a very different way than I would if I was competing because you haven't got in the back of your head that the day is now revolving around an eight o'clock set off down Bray Hills so yes it's good fun. Yeah as you say you always knew you wouldn't be racing your family comes first and you have a couple of children a son and a daughter and your wife but your wife is in ministry isn't she? Yes she is yes in uh, 2020 she uh, um, I think graduated is the wrong phrase but she finished training as a Methodist minister and that involved us in the middle of a pandemic relocating from Birmingham to Hull which was challenging so yes she's just coming up to two years now as uh, a Methodist minister which has been a fantastic journey for us all really. I'm sure a shared journey because you're very much a family that shares everything but to move into a new ministry and not be able to mix with the people or have services or do any of the things that you would normally do to get to know people must have been so difficult for her. Yes it certainly has been I mean um, we knew nobody when we moved for obvious reasons moving a couple of hundred miles so certainly um, Louisa probably spent the first six nine months just meeting people on zoom and that's where things were already happening but certainly as restrictions eased a little bit um, one of the things ministers do get involved in a lot is you know a lot of people went home as we say with the pandemic and uh, sadly lost their lives as a result of that so Louisa sadly at the start of her ministry journey spent a lot of times doing funerals mm. and 
well, end-of-life celebrations as well with people. So that was a challenging time. But equally as well, it was a good opportunity to walk with people and meet them at difficult times. But what's been really quite exciting now is as things have relaxed and, and opened up, it really is just starting to gather pace, you know, in God's love and, and the way that we walk together as well. What kind of a parish is it? It's on the outskirts of Hull, so it's about four or five miles from the town centre or the city centre. Quite a nice area of Hull, to be honest. When we say, oh, we're from Willoughby in Hull, they go, oh, the posh bit. It doesn't feel overly posh, but it's got a good network of people. And Louise has got two churches, one in Willoughby and one at Derringham Bank. And certainly the Derringham Bank one is a bit more challenging for her in terms of the area that it's in. But there's some fantastic work going on from it. And certainly it's good to see the church being a good positive presence, you know, in the community. Would you say, if COVID's done nothing else, it's increased the church's response, that we've realised how much the church can give to the community, that it really is? for the people who are not within the church building. There's nothing like a good crisis, is there, to provide opportunity, but then equally challenge to people. I mean, I've always been passionate that. You've got to be out there and walking with people. There's no point standing there and shouting to people, come here. You've got to go and meet them where they're at and journey with them for a bit. And when you do, then you can minister, you can support them. And sometimes their journey will follow a path to the Lord. Sometimes it won't but they'll very much remember those moments that you walked alongside them. So again, very much the church has done that. I think not all churches have, let's be honest, but the ones that have flourished and met a need have. And I think it's quite a good challenge to the churches to actually do get out there. You know, Jesus turned tables over and drove people out of the temple and equally as well and sent people out. And, and I love the quotes, you know, that um, go out and preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. And that is something that I try and very much live by as well. How fascinated are the people of Hull by the fact that you are a, a legitimate TT competitor? <laughs> How fascinated are they? Certainly it's been interesting when we came because I'm a, a local preacher within the Methodist Church and certainly I didn't volunteer to preach when I arrived for two reasons. Is One, it was the middle of the pandemic and we've got a family at home but also as well it's very much Louisa's church so I wanted her to establish some space. So after two years and I did go on the plan which is the Methodist version of going around preaching and taking services and I was invited to preach as the racing preacher so I got the the opportunity to share what I do and, and why and how I do it which uh, they thoroughly enjoyed um, but then after the service as often happens people come up and stories start to come out of, of people that used to come to the TT in the 60s and watch things so it's a good conversation starter. Indeed it is and that's what it's all about so looking for that bridge to deeper conversations and if somebody has got something on their heart and they, they really want to talk to somebody about it they're not going to suddenly start talking about that sensitive or difficult topic but they might do once you've discussed coming off Kate's Cottage or something like that, you know. They're much more likely to share, aren't they? Yes, very much so. I always say that, um, yes, I'm all over Facebook and social media as, as an individual. And that, again, is just simply me, you know, is that uh, you get my sense of humour. You also get which some appreciate, some don't. You get what I'm having on my toast through to um, Bible verses or things that I'm praying for. You get all that. But then equally as well, you get a race report and some of the bits that we struggled with or things that have gone really well and then sometimes things happen you know in the road racing side of things and certainly I've had messages where people have got in touch and said oh I've got an operation in a couple of days could you just say a word or they'll get in touch and say just have a word for me Andy and that's all that 
people very quietly say. So I, I do a lot more from the, I hesitate to call it ministry, but those of us in the religious world would call it ministry. I think those who I'm spending simply some time with <laughs> wouldn't, but that doesn't matter. So I do a lot more than people know about, but that's quite appropriate and people get in touch. And certainly as well when there was a, a recent tragedy where a, a rider lost his life competing on one of the circuits about two or three months ago, um, I just got in touch with the people who ran the club. And I felt a bit slightly awkward doing it, but I sent them an email saying, you might know who I am, <laughs> um, but if there's any way that I could support the family, please do just pass my details on. Uh, and sometimes people get in touch, sometimes they don't. But then I bumped into somebody a couple of days ago in the paddock at the pre-TT, and he came up to me, and I vaguely recognised him. Then uh, he said, Andy, um, I was involved with helping deal with the incident a couple of weeks ago at the track for someone dying, and I know that you got in touch and offered to help and I know that that meant a lot to the volunteers and the race organisers as well as, as passing the details on to the family. So we, we all liked that you did that. That's what ministry is all about. It's mm. not about who knows. It's about doing what you feel is on your heart at that moment. You felt that was the right response. You may never know the value of what you did, mm. but it's just doing what you feel is right at that moment. Yes, very much so. And as I say, I pray every day. You know, often there can be the, you know, a prayer to do something, to step forward and to say something, but that equally as well, there are times when you don't step forward and you do stay quiet. And yeah, you know, God does call us to action, but doing nothing is an active choice. You can either choose to do something and say something, or you choose not to do something. And, and that's where I pray for the guidance. It can be just as powerful to step forward, and it can be just as powerful to not step forward. Indeed it can. Andy, it's been so lovely to meet up with you again. I hope that you'll be able to come back and race next year. But most of all, I hope your son does very well in his GCSEs. I think we'll all be offering up a little prayer for him and for all those in that position. And finally, on your shirt it says, Acts 2024, remind us of what that verse says, please, Andy. Yes, certainly. It's on the back of my leathers as well. And it says, however, I consider my life worth nothing. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me, that of testimony testifying of the gospel of Jesus. The sun's rising unto the sunset. Jesus our Lord shall be great in the earth. And all his kingdom shall be his dominion. All of creation shall sing of his word.
Music from Graham Kendrick. And before that, I was talking with the racing preacher, Andrew Haynes. And if you're interested in following Andy on social media, he'd welcome your friend request. Go to facebook.com and search for Andrew Haynes. And Haynes is spelled H-A-Y-N-E-S. Her Majesty the Queen is patron of the Royal School of Church Music, an organisation which, for nearly a hundred years, has encouraged and enabled church music to flourish. The RSCM provides resources for musicians and church communities of all kinds, all directed to achieving their vision of bringing people closer to God through music. To mark the Platinum Jubilee, the RSCM commissioned a new choral piece. It's called In Our Service, and its composer is Thomas Hewitt-Jones. Here he is now talking with Graham Rogers on BBC Radio Wiltshire about his composition. When I got this brief from Hugh Morris, who's director of the RSCM based in Salisbury, uh, the wonderful choral charity um, of Royal School of Church Music, and he wanted this anthem to kind of celebrate the Queen's life and her constancy. You know, that feeling of kind of steadfast service that she mm. stood by the country all this time, you know, and actually I think there are things we can all bring away to our own lives about, you know, valour and constancy and, and sort of attributes that people don't think about much these days with sort of social media and all that sort of stuff. And actually, you know, it, it's a real celebration, I think, at the end of a dark time for the for the country um and to, to to write something that choirs everywhere could sing you know all over the commonwealth people are singing this um and it's something that i think brings people together which is one of the most amazing human experiences we can have the lyrics from this piece feature words from the queen's speeches over the years that's absolutely right. I mean, I was looking at all the speeches and we were trying to find texts and actually, you know, some of the old texts like Jerusalem are very kind of archaic these days and bombastic. And actually, we want something quite real. And, you know, she said so many intelligent things over the years. Mm. I mean, grief is the price we pay for love after Prince Philip died was the most kind of touching thing and really emotional. And so I've written this in a kind of we call it diatonic in composition, where it's a very simple kind of major minor essentially kind of very mainstream musical language because of course Graham you want to you want something that everybody you know all faiths and all types and all countries can can really you know latch onto and appreciate emotionally but then when that line comes you know grief is the price you pay for love I mean who hasn't experienced that it's a very dark emotion but it's part of our human experience and so I've used this what we call chromaticism which is a kind of spice you know like you're cooking a lovely meal and you put these spices on and it kind of brings this extra dimension so we've tried to write something really amazing. That was composer Thomas Hewitt-Jones talking about his new anthem and the RSCM have encouraged any choir planning to sing the anthem around this weekend to register their intention and be added to a huge musical map of the UK and beyond and a project between two island schools has achieved exactly that. King Williams College and the Buchan School have united to record in our service. A combined choir of more than 70 students, as well as staff, past and present, joined together to record this uplifting anthem with their voices soaring high in the chapel of St Thomas at King Williams College, a unique opportunity for the students and community to mark such a historic occasion and be part of the global celebrations. King Williams College Director of Music Steve Dakin added, Singing is an integral part of life at King Williams College and the Buchan School, and it seems very fitting for us to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in such a way.
That was In Our Service, the Royal School of Church Music Platinum Jubilee Anthem, composed by Thomas Hewitt Jones and sung there by the Buchan School Choir and King William's College Choir, joined by friends from the wider community. The conductor was Steve Dakin and the organist Stuart Corrie. The trumpets were played by Finlay Helliwell and Duncan Matthews. It was recorded, mixed and mastered by Jip Bougain of Ballagroove Studios. And as well as special music, many special prayers have been composed for the Queen's Jubilee. Let's end our celebration of this remarkable anniversary with words from the Bible Society, yet another charity which enjoys the Queen's royal patronage. Loving Lord, platinum is a rare and precious metal known for its stability, beauty and incorruptibility. These qualities also describe Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II as we celebrate her Platinum Jubilee. For the past 70 years, she has always put other people's needs before her own. Her wisdom, strength and adaptability have shown that true leadership, like yours, means to serve and not to be served. Bless and protect Queen Elizabeth. Reward her for all that she has done for us and for you. She has always trusted in you. Stand by her with your love. Amen. And now it's time to welcome back Ruth Rice, founder of Renew Wellbeing, cafe-style safe spaces where everyone is welcomed, supported and gently encouraged to find their own pathway to mental health. Ruth has created a very personal A to Z of things that are good for her own mental and emotional well-being. And she pops in each week in case what's good for her might be good for us, too. This week, the letter is E. E for enough. Enough of the right stuff. See, the thing is, I really love food. I love, I love being with friends and having meals together. I feel like Jesus said it was all right to sit around tables having lots of meals together. Sometimes I overdo it a little bit and have too much, uh, too much of the right stuff. What about just enough of the right stuff for our well-being? I'm learning how to do that. But it's made me realise that this word enough is really important to me in my relationship with God as well. Because... The days when I really believe that he is enough for me, those days, well, they're just full of more beauty. When I know that the love that God has for me is enough and I don't need all the other stuff, I like it, don't get me wrong, I like all the other stuff, but the enoughness of God, I don't know if I've made that word up, I probably have, the enoughness of God, that his love for me is enough for that day. I learnt that when I wasn't well and I wasn't well enough to get out of bed for a long time and learnt that God's love was enough for me then. So it still is, even on the days when I can do stuff, enough, enough of the right stuff. Thank you, Ruth, and there'll be more from Ruth's Alphabet of Wellbeing next week. And that's almost all that we have time for today. So let's finish with a look at our notice board, and TTTs are in full swing again. Here's the ones I know about, but there are others too, so look out for local posters and details on social media. Bride TTTs are being served in the parish hall, open daily from noon until five. And the Balaf TT Cafe is in Balaf Village Hall, just a short distance from Balaf Bridge. The TT Cafe is open daily from 9am to 4.30pm. Delicious all-day breakfasts as well as sandwiches, cakes and hot and cold drinks to eat in or take away. 
St Jude's TT Food returns tomorrow, Monday the 6th, open from 11am to 4pm with the usual selection of baps, cakes, pies and hot and cold drinks. And just a few minutes ago, Dolby Schoolrooms opened its doors to welcome everyone to their Mad Sunday TTTs and Auto Jumble. And they're serving bacon and sausage baps right now with auto stalls in the church garden. Come along for the skeet and great cooking served until five o'clock today. There's just time to get to Selby Methodist Church to share their traditional Mad Sunday biker service. It's this morning at 11am. The speaker will be Mike Fitton, who's the chairman of the Christian Motorcyclist Association, and the service will be followed by a barbecue in the church garden from noon, and that's open to everyone. And Selby Methodist Church will be open on race days during road closures for refreshments. Eddie Floyd and his Fireblade Ministries are back on the island and you'll find their tent not too far from the rear of the grandstand. And if you'd like to meet Eddie and his team, head to Broadway Baptist Church here in Douglas this evening at 7, where Fireblade Ministries will be sharing in worship there. And those famous mice are back for a season in Jerby Church. The Jerby Mice Strike Gold is the current display, open daily from 10am to 4pm, with tea and cakes available too. And that's all that we have time for now. But I'll be back in the studio tonight from 9 with Sundown. And I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board, judithlay at manxradio.com. So till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening. And I wish you and those you love a safe and happy week and a very good morning. (music) 